Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and with me today are Nina Oyama and Dom Knight. Hello. And uh, what a week. Oh, it's the shittiest. I keep thinking we've had the shittiest week of 2020 and then another week happened. Haven't you been reading the news? No, I actually had the best week of my life because I had my wisdom teeth out. So I've just been watching Netflix and eating ice cream and jelly all day and not reading the news. And it's been a really lovely time. Did I miss anything? Oh, that sounds Uh, right because I've been reading Netflix and overeating, but I haven't been ignoring the news. But I just feel like there's nothing going on. What have I missed? Nina, you're really not going to enjoy this podcast because we're going to update you on all the horrible things that have happened this week. Oh, no. Well, I might call my dentist and ask to get another tooth out. (laughs) I think that's a good plan. But look, one thing that happened this week that was incredibly entertaining and it's got the whole world talking really is Australia's very own Jonathan Swan uh, on Axios interviewing Donald Trump. That sounds good. It was so (laughs) funny. Look, it's worth watching the whole thing. But the one thing I want to focus in on before we get into the podcast proper is an exchange to do with testing. Now, we all know testing is the most important way to beat COVID-19. Yes. We're doing heaps of it in Australia. It's going quite well. We're good at it. Because Jonathan Swan asked him one simple question. It took him several minutes to answer. He asked, when is everyone else in America going to get the same day testing that you have in the White House? Trump does a test, gets the results same day. Everyone else waits weeks for their numbers. It, what, in the US? Yeah, they, they do. Weeks. And so that's why no one stays at home, no one self-isolates. It's a total disaster. Sounds like Melbourne. So Swan asked him, and he gave a several-minute-long answer full of amazing uh, bits and pieces. And what I love about Swan is he just keeps jumping in. And if he can't get an answer to the question he asked, he'll get in a commit to answering any question. Have a listen. You know, there are those that say... You can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read the manuals, read the books. Manuals? Read the books. Read the books. What books? What (laughs) testing does? Sorry, wait a minute. Let me me explain to you. (laughs) He's never read a book or a manual about this, has he? I don't even think he can read. He just watches Fox News. Yeah, every piece of information on his desk has to be written like in massive font text. Um, oh, that's just a baby boomer thing, though. That's not a dumb thing. <laughs> that is true. The funniest thing about the interview for me is that even though Swan's giving him a very hard time, just constantly looking like he's talking to an idiot, like all the cutaways to his facial expressions are just hilarious. Mm. Trump still, because it's the media, he desperately needs praise. Have a listen to this. We didn't even have a test. When I took over, we didn't even have a test. Now, in all why, fairness, why would you have a test? No test the virus didn't this. exist. How would you have a test? I was say, okay. There was no test for this. No, we didn't have a test because there was no of test. Course. 
In a very short order, we got one test, we got another test. It was broken the first Many one. of those tests are now obsolete because we've, right. you know, it's called science. It's called science, guys. <laughs> it's called science. You can't have a test for a virus that doesn't exist. I mean, you can't fault that. Before though. it exists. I did science in high school and that's what we call a fact. Yeah, well done, Nina. But uh, look, <laughs> eventually, Swan, and I really admire this, he's like a terrier. He doesn't give up. He keeps trying to get an answer to his original question. When are we going to have these same-day tests mm. for the rest of the country. And, look, he gets an answer. You know, so it's three or four or five days. There's nothing you do about that. But when do you think we'll have it for I everyone? think that you what will day? have that relatively soon. I mean, again, what does that mean? you already have half. Yeah. Uh, I would much rather get back to you because I don't okay. want to have you That's right fine. in one month. That's I fine. didn't make it. I missed it by yeah, a day. Yeah, I it's it. a headline. I think that the answer's going to take even longer than the tests do, guys. <laughs> Coming up, we've got an absolutely amazing show Nina, what are you doing? I talk about getting my wisdom teeth out and living with housemates during coronavirus. I've got lots of COVID-19 news, including some bizarre detection methods, speaking of tests, uh, looking at poo and dogs. Nina, you said you didn't know any news this week. No, I've just been taking Panadine Fort and blissing out. So I am going to update you with all the news that's happened. Fantastic. uh, This week, a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, glad I'm here for this episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, but first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow with the Chase News headline. Is this from 2020 or 2019? A man fined for dipping into super has been forced to dip into super to pay the fine. Carter Smeltz originally took $5,000 out, thinking that because it was his money and he was allowed to take it out, he would not be penalised for it. But the Assistant Minister for Superannuation, Jane Hume, said that the government had made it perfectly clear in a series of impenetrable press briefings that just because they had allowed early access to your super did not mean you were allowed to access your super. A woman who says that being called Karen is the worst thing that has ever happened to her is coming to the dawning realisation that perhaps she's had an incredibly easy life. The woman said she'd been standing in a cafe asking minimum wage staff where her fucking piccolo was when she'd been yelled at with the slur. She said that being called Karen was an horrific experience and that before that the worst thing that had ever happened to her was having her piccolo arrive late. Alan Jones has condemned Victoria's lockdown from his private rural bunker. Speaking on Sky News, the shock jock said the coronavirus was nothing to worry about, especially if you had access to a private rural bunker. That's the latest Chaser News. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, did you see TikTok might be sold to Microsoft? Yeah, I can't wait. Really? Why? Uh, I'm just a huge Microsoft fan, you know. I only search for things on Bing. I always use Cortana as my personal assistant and I listen to all my music on Zoom. I'm sure Microsoft won't stuff up TikTok. Yeah, sounds like it's going to be great. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. The Chaser Report is brought to you by Dr Trump's coronavirus testing. It didn't exist four years ago and now it does. That's science. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Now, look, the latest news on COVID-19, if you had actually uh, read it, Nina, it's harrowing, it's horrible. There's heaps of cases in Victoria. It's going very badly. But all the other news services have that. What we do is look for some COVID stories that have been overlooked elsewhere uh, due to their relentless focus on what's important. Whereas here at The Chaser Report, we bring you... COVID Watch. So we talked about testing in terms of Donald Trump, uh, and we know that our current tests in Australia uh, take 24 to 72 hours. That is too long. 
But there are some new tests on the way, and it turns out that dogs can actually sniff uh, whether you have COVID-19. Isn't that an extraordinary thing? Really? Yeah, apparently they're doing this in the UAE. They've got airport sniffer dogs, not just for drugs, but also for coronavirus. Oh, that's interesting because you can't hide coronavirus up your butthole. (laughs) I've tried. (laughs) Yeah, apparently it changes your sweat slightly, like COVID sweat has a slightly different stench from the regular sort. Ew. Imagine going to a COVID gym. Super stinky. This is very intriguing, Dom. So how does it work? Like, do they, do they, because I don't trust medical science unless the people are wearing a lab coat. Mm. Do they, do they dress the dogs up in little oh, sure. doggy lab coats? Well, they can't have face shields or they can't smell the COVID sweat. But um, no, they're, they're doing this at Adelaide Uni and apparently some dogs have 100% success oh, wow. in detecting uh, COVID. Yeah, they, I presume they've just adapted their corpse sniffer dogs. Yeah, they from should Adelaide. retrain those dogs to be able to sniff out drugs with that accuracy because right now it stands at 30%. <laughs> Can you imagine training, though, a dog to be able to sniff something? Like what treats would you give a dog that had managed to detect COVID? Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> what it deserves. For being a good boy. But do you think if you can get dogs to sniff for absolutely anything, like can we use this for other purposes? Should I be training my dog to smell, I Depression? don't know, dirty Because <laughs> <laughs> then my dog would finally sniff me. No, I'm kidding. That's too sad. I think we need to go after, like COVID is a good step because mm. I always thought the sniffer dogs for drugs was sort of, is like just picking on poor people who carry around some dope on them. Or well, whatever. they're not poor because they sell that stuff. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like it's hardly the – they should go for things like white-collar criminals. Oh, like if you could actually oh, yeah. sniff out, you know – Tax fraud. Rich bankers and, yeah, just go around the eastern suburbs of Sydney and, yeah, yeah, exactly, tax avoidance schemes. Yeah, or the CBA could get a, a team of dogs to sniff whether their customers are dead and they should stop charging <laughs> <laughs> But, look, that's not the only thing. You're talking about uh, smelling coronavirus. Um, you can also detect it in sewage. They used this technology in Parisha Valley recently and, and worked out that that place was, was rife with rich people's uh, COVID poo. Are you worried by the thought of scientists going through our poos and seeing what's What's in the sewage well, from our summer? It's very invasive, isn't it? I mean, I, I really like to keep my poos private. Like, I think, you know, like, I, I think, you know, having this sort of public domain poo testing sort of thing. You, well, you, you, after you flush it down the toilet, you want some level of privacy. Like, I, How I, do they know whose poo is which, though? Oh, they know. You Nina. have to they, label they it? They get the dog in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine that in someone like <laughs> Nimbin. <laughs> someone like Nimbin, the sewage is probably smokable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, how did, the thing that intrigues me about this story is how did they get the scientists to do this in the first place? Is it just that the government holds science in such low regard <laughs> that they've been already relegated to the sewer? Yeah, And then the impressive. scientists went, oh, look, there's some interesting information here. The government said, look, just go and smell shit. <laughs> and they're like, we can make that work. Oh, yes. But no, apparently this is going to be useful to work out like which suburbs have COVID and which don't mm. around this sort of place. I'm just worried that they'll that someone will figure out the terrible diet that I eat and I'll get in trouble with my wife. <laughs> But there's also talk, this is where things get really sinister. If you thought sewage was sinister, there's talk about drones going around in the sky, scanning people's temperature and their heart and respiration rates and seeing if people are coughing and sneezing. Is that helpful to try and get on top of this thing or is it a fresh new nightmare? What do you think, Nana? I think it's too much. 
I think I always have a problem whenever I go for a run and I get really exhausted afterwards. I'm like, oh, do I have COVID or am I just unfit? And I feel like the, the drones will really not give me an option. <laughs> they should regard. use the drones just to identify unfit people. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Actually, the dr- <laughs> if the drone could chase them, they'd get lots of exercise. Wait, I have a better idea. What if they put a dog, strapped it into the drone and mm. flew the dog around and the dog could sniff from the air? Amazing. I love it. Who would, and then when the dog shat. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Uni of SA lab, the professor that runs it says, you know, don't we are we don't want to be the bad guys in all of this. So I'm imagining just this, you know, we'll go further into this dystopia that 2020 seems to have taken us into. Mm. What will drones be able to do soon? Like if the current ones can tell who's sick, like five years from now, what do you think drones are going to be able to do? God, imagine 2025. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've seen this Black Mirror episode. <laughs> well, you've got to do is you've got to get into the brain of Peter Dutton, don't you? Mm. You have to, like, what would Peter Dutton want to do with those drones? Oh, well, genocide for sure. <laughs> genocide or accurately count the numbers in a leadership spill. <laughs> <laughs> now, we do try and keep across the best uh, COVID fine news here. And uh, look, there have still been lots of COVID fines. They've been for things we talked about before, like Pokemon Go. And McDonald's, so I don't want to go into too much detail, except for one from Queensland where they've set up an AFL bubble. They've moved a whole bunch of AFL players and their families up to the Gold Coast, to the Mercure or something like that. It's it's a reality show in the making. Mm. Uh, but they managed to bust um, a woman by the name of Brooke Cochin, who's the wife of Richmond captain Trent Cochin, for going to a day spa. What do you reckon the fine is? for an AFL player's family member. And this is for the club, by the way, so it's pretty high. Mm. What do you reckon the fine could be just for her going to a day spa for a day? Ooh, okay. Ooh, I reckon it's pretty high because a day spa is like mm. your massage, treatment. I like- mean, even going through the door legitimately would be very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, it's probably, well, it would be at least $500 for the day spa. So oh, at least. Should, should we say $5,000 as the fine? I'm going to, I always go really high because I, f- I yeah. feel like it's real day. I'm going to say Seventy-five thousand. Oh, it's not going to be seventy-five. Forty-five thousand dollars for this uh, breach, oh, and wow. they've already fined AFL clubs a total of about one hundred and eighty grand for all the breaches that have occurred already. And uh, look, that's where everyone's memberships going. <laughs> <laughs> if you paid your membership this season, straight on that. Um, and she actually got busted because of some incredible detective work. By the AFL, no, not at all. She Instagrammed about it. <laughs> she wrote, the most incredible experience today. My skin was in desperate need of some love. I knew I was in the right place as soon as I walked through the doors of Esteem. The day spa had the f- same name as our fake cosmetic products on CNN and N before Nina was born, Charles. Yes, Esteem, because you need it. That was the slogan. She did need it. Yeah. She did. <laughs> Let's head now to Norway finally, uh, where you'll never guess what happened aboard the MS Roald Amundsen. I'll give you a clue. It was a cruise ship. Oh, oh. was the thing that happened coronavirus? <laughs> That's just a guess. That's just a wild guess based on no, no research at all. How did you know? I mean, the poor cruise line sent out their cruise boat in the middle of a pandemic. Who knew that there would be 41 positive <laughs> tests for COVID-19? Oh, my God. It's not like this has ever happened before. How were they allowed to do it? I have no idea. But the other thing is 180 people disembarked and they're now trying to find where they are. It's like they've never heard of the Ruby oh. Princess or the Diamond Princess. Um, but the, the dumbest part of this plan, like mm. the, the crew didn't quarantine at all. Yeah. So everyone got in there just, just completely infested. Uh, but they were planning to visit England. <laughs> One of the most COVID-ridden countries in the whole world. But also, 
why would you ever send a cruise ship to England? Who would ever go, oh, yes, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, Sunny yeah. England. We're in Norway. We've got the incredibly beautiful fjords. Yeah. Let's go and visit the shitty Blackpool or something. <laughs> so in response, Norway has banned all cruises with more than 100 people aboard. Do you think that's going to fix the problem? Uh, well, uh, no. <laughs> I think 100 people is like not even a third of the crew on those ships. Is it, is like it what the, are they going to... It'll just be a really boring, dull, like, party. Is the thinking that therefore only 100 people will get infected with corona at, at, a time. at any time? Yeah, because yeah, it's not like you spread it to other people when you get back on the shore. Yeah, what, what's the... There's no thinking. I think you should just ban cruises. Yeah, I think I think the whole thing. No, actually, I think it's a really good idea because they're getting rid of people who like cruises, mm. which I think is probably you know it's sort of survival of the fittest, isn't well, also it? Also, the social distancing aspect on those huge ships. You yes. have like a floor per person, basically. Yeah, it's actually well, a lot cleaner. They just need to be one way tickets, don't they? <laughs> just dump them all on an island to the morgue. <laughs> um, but look, they were forewarned. About all this, I'm not making this up. The mm. name of the cruise line is Hurtigruten. Oh my god, that's Norwegian for um, the coronavirus princess. <laughs> the Chaser Report: News a few days after it happens. So, Dom and Charles, as you both know, I got my wisdom teeth out this weekend. What was uh, that like? What did they actually do to you, Nina? Um, well, they strapped me into a chair and they gave me a lot of needles full of anesthetics, and then they drilled my tooth out of my mouth. So it's not pliers? No. I think it was a drill. I wasn't really sure. I was, like, in and out of consciousness. Um, The last time I went to a dentist to have proper work done, the guy showed me – I'm not making this up. It's true. The guy showed me a clip of Marathon Man on YouTube. What's Marathon Man? Do you know what Marathon Man is? I can't remember. Dustin Hoffman, and it's all—it's a horror movie based in a dentist's chair. Like he's a dentist <laughs> who keeps sort of torturing people um, using oh, great. dental equipment. Yeah, and he showed you that and before showed, you. Yeah, got and your I had to that. undergo the procedure after he'd shown me this horror movie about uh, dentists. And when you're kind of going, "Oh, that's a—it's oh, really upsetting," but gosh, Dustin Hoffman, what a great performance! <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> real method. Was it to be like? Was it to make you feel better? So afterwards, you went, "Well, that wasn't as bad as a literal horror movie." <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he did it. Yeah, he was a real cock. I think he's just a fuckwit. <laughs> That's a, a good trade in dentists. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dentist wasn't that bad. Mm. She just basically took out my teeth. I, I see a Japanese dentist who is like... Um, She's, like, very aggressive, but I think she's, like, a genius. Like, I came to her and I told her I had problems breathing through my nose and she just pushed her fingers kind of, like, in my mouth, deep into my head, mm. and I started crying and I was like, stop, stop, and she kept pushing her fingers in um, for about 30 seconds. She just kept doing it. And then when she let go, she was like, try breathing through your nose now. And then I took a breath and it was 
super easy. It's incredible because I've tried to achieve that for years by picking my nose. <laughs> Whereas what I should have done is got a dentist to just stick the fingers all the way down the back. Yeah, completely against my will. Like I was crying. Anyway. And and did it did it last? Like do you still breathe? Are you a like, new woman? Has she done permanent damage to your <laughs> breathing system? Well, um, no, surprisingly. <laughs> I've actually it worked perfectly well. And now I'm trying to figure out which which pressure points are in yeah. my mouth, but um, okay. it's not as easy because I keep touching the stitches in my teeth. Um, but basically I had a problem because when I got home the night before I had a bit of a fight with my housemates and so they couldn't take care of me while my wisdom teeth got couldn't better. Couldn't or wouldn't? Wouldn't is the better really? response. Really? What happened? I mean, what kind of fight is so big that they wouldn't help you in your hour of dental need? Well, you see, we've been living together during coronavirus. I live with three other housemates and they're all boys. Um, and we all have – our house is, like, pretty small. Like, we only have one toilet. Oh, dear. And we all work from home. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. So there's definitely a bit of a problem there. Yeah. Have you got air freshener? I hope you do. <laughs> oh, we have loads of air freshener. I had this problem where whenever I wanted to use the bathroom, I would go to the toilet and it would be occupied. And, like, it got to the point where there was one day where, like, every time I wanted to use the bathroom, it was completely, like, always full. Mm. And so I had to drive to the local shops and use a public toilet. Oh, my God. Because I was, like, so I needed to <laughs> go to the toilet so badly. Well, and but wait a minute. If you do the math, so you're saying that you've got three housemates, they're all men. Yes. Yeah. So that's there's only 24 hours in a day, Nina. That's, like, eight hours per man. That That makes total sense. Are they, yeah. Well, so this is my hypothesis because I think it has – I think peeing is fine, but I think it's mm. – it's very quick when you pee. Yeah, oh, I think taking man. a dump, they all take about 45 minutes mm. to do a shit. Yes. And while that is fine, I don't want to shit shame anyone, it did cause me a lot of strife. But, mm. Nina, don't you know that when men live together, their poo cycles get in sync? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, doesn't that mean they would all shit at once? They may well have been. <laughs> well, you have lucky. no way of knowing that the three of them weren't in the bathroom at the same time for two hours. <laughs> that is lucky for them, though, because then when the scientists go through the poo, they won't know whose poo is which. Yeah. But I did make a tweet about it where I just joked that all men take 45 minutes to take a shit. I read that tweet while I was on the toilet. Oh, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. And um, as yeah, a result... I, think, I wonder whether the increase in the amount of time it takes for a man to shit coincides with the quality of social media. Like, mm. is it just correlated to Reddit being particularly good this week or Twitter... It know, co- I don't know. You tell me. Ma- you're maybe you're to blame, Nina, for putting such good content on Twitter... That everyone's got to be on their phones on the toilet. Well, I'd like to think so, but I don't think they agree because they've started a bit of a war with me. Um, (gasps) They stuck a little note on my door that said, stop trolling the house. (laughs) And when I went to use the bathroom later, they had stuck a big sign on the toilet that said, males only. That's a human rights violation. Like, get the sovereign citizens onto them. Hang on. I I think I might be on your housemate's side on this because there's three... Men, they need to do their business. That, yeah. as you've established, it takes a long time for them. And there's just one woman. You can easily get in the car and go off to the shop. So, like, you've proven that. But I don't want to. I want to be able to stay at home. It took like twenty minutes out of my day. Anyway, that's Such not privilege. The issue is is the ensuing fight. So, um, basically, after that, they were not as willing to take care of me and my <laughs> wisdom teeth. And so I made them an apology video. Oh. Um, and I'm going to play you some clips from the apology video. And I want you to 
tell me whether it's good or not. Because you know when big, not saying I'm a big celebrity because I'm not, but you know when big celebrities get called out for their bad behaviour, they always make like a tearful yes. apology video. Mm. And because this toilet scenario has affected me so much, I made one for my housemates. So I'm going to play a few clips. I just want to apologise unreservedly for my actions this week when I shamed you all on social media for taking 45-minute dumps. It is only now... <laughs> that you have designated the only bathroom in the house as a males only toilet that i realize the weight of my words i like the crying i mm. think the crying makes it sound sincere it reminds me of uh, blair witch project actually like i'm so sorry i, I think oh, that's thank you so the really impressive I mean, mm. not acting, the genuine, sincere yeah. feelings that I felt were coming through. It's oozing sincerity, Nana. Thank you. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad I passed that first bit. So this is the second part of my apology. It was a, it was actually a two-hour apology, so I had to cut it down for brevity. I just, I had no idea my careless words would affect the house dynamics in this way, and it was not my intention to harm any men. You know, like, I have a brother and I also have a father, and I would never intentionally cause them any hurt. I like that because using your brother and father as a shield mm. to yeah. sort of go, I, I understand men, I like to protect them. Exactly. Like it's actually yes. something that I've, wor- I've learned from male politicians, how yeah. whenever they get called out for misconduct, they just say, well, I have a sister and a mother, so yes. exempt. Therefore, I love women. Exactly. So I'm just using that as a quick excuse. Yes. Um, I mean, a true heartfelt moment of yes. retribution. So this is my last clip, which I'd like to play. I'll be taking a break. <laughs> from the common areas and I just want you to know that like I'm learning okay like I'm learning and I'm like educating myself on like the male digestive system which I now realize can sometimes be slow and to show that I am truly sorry I will also be doing the washing up for one week once I am recovered from mouth surgery which could take anywhere from a few days to many many years (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not 100% sure when I will be ready. I love it because you showed contrition and you actually, you know, offered something that you then never have to follow through on Yeah. Uh, as part of that symbol of contrition. That's, that's brilliant. And I haven't done the washing up once yet because my mouth is obviously still, yeah, still in sore, lots definitely. of pain. Yeah. I mean, it was effective, but it may, it may backfire because after hearing some of that, I really need to do a dump. I'll see you guys in 45. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. The Chaser Report is brought to you by Dr. Trump's coronavirus testing. Do you want same-day testing? Well, we'll have to get back to you on that one. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Now, Nina, you said that uh, you you weren't really up on the news this week. No. No. Um, and the truth is, it's just been a horrible week. Mm. Every, everyone I know who lives in Melbourne uh, is incredibly depressed. Really? Genuinely depressed? It's awful. Yeah. It's just, it really doesn't bear, you know, thinking about it. No. Really. We've got to pretend it doesn't exist as I generally do with Melbourne. But part of the listener promise in this podcast is that we keep you up to date with news. Mm. Oh, but I was course. thinking, well, instead of keeping you up to date with news that happened like in the last week, why don't we just go back 100 years and keep you up to date with news that happened in August 1920. That's so, brilliant. So I thought I thought we should do that. And so I looked back to the 7th of August 1920, which is exactly 100 years ago, 
Um, here's the news that happened this week. Uh, the first one is that the swastika was adopted as the official symbol <laughs> of the Nazi party. Oh. Ter- oh. Well, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a Hindu symbol of peace. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, federal troops uh, were deployed on this day, 7th of August 1920, in Denver, Colorado, uh, to quell protests during a strike at the Denver Tramway Company. So it's amazing. Like, uh, tr- federal troops were being used exactly 100 years ago as well. It's sort of... To organ- to yeah. suppress legitimate protest. Oh, yeah. fantastic! And and the and the play, the troops killed five uh, people during that protest. I think oh. you've gone back too far. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> I, I feel like the Roaring Twenties, okay. in between the Spanish Flu mm. and World War Two. Mm. No, no, not a good okay. period. So I, sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't tell you about the Irish Crimes Act, was which was uh, introduced into British Parliament. Oh God. on this day a hundred years ago. Oh, which what's basically, that about? It basically, it's a hilarious piece of legislation. It basically, outlawed Irish people. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So they're having a bit of trouble with, uh, you know, the Irish were seen as a sort of criminal race anyway, mm. and so they decided to deal with that by just making them criminals by law. I so, mean, Charles, I can't believe yeah. you've hit upon the one moment in history yeah. where the British were a bit racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back when the British were even racist to mm. other white people. Yeah, it's other white people. It's great. Things have really actually changed. evolved yeah. over time. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so that, that bit of a strikeout on 100 years ago. Yeah, let's scratch that so, up. 2020 looks... No, yeah. it still looks shit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing's changed is what I'm hearing. So why don't we just go back a year instead? We'll go yes. back to 2019. That was a good year It was in actually hindsight. In hindsight, it was a very good year. And mm. and so I'm going to bring you, these are honestly the top three stories uh, of August the 7th, 2019. Right. So the, the leading story for that day, I shit you not, was the Australia Post increased the prices on their postage stamps from $1 to $1.10. Oh. Oh. And there was outrage. Well, that doesn't matter, Charles. I mean, objectively, a year ago, the post was dead. No mm. one would ever use it again. Yes. For instance, there would never be a situation where people were, I don't know, stuck at home and <laughs> needed things delivered to their door. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just cancel Australia Post a, a year ago. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think that's right. But uh, the, the company, Australia Post, actually argued at the time that it was all right because, on average, the proposed change in cost will be less than $1.50 per year <laughs> to, to each person. Because, on average, people only send about 15, you know, letters. 14, 15 letters a year. So um, the next big story of the day uh, was that there were moves to ban snapper fishing in South Australia, oh. uh, the, the government said the stocks had declined by 87% in the Gulf of St Vincent and 23% in the Spencer Gulf. Um, 23% drop in fishing yields, does that really justify, is that enough to justify a, a ban on fishing for three years? Charles, did you make the mistake of looking for the top news story in South Australia? Because <laughs> I, I think this would be massive news there. I don't even know where the Spencer Gulf is. No, but this affects all Australians because what if you want to travel to Adelaide to no, go fishing? No, you've lost me there. I'm, I'm actually, what I'm realising is that have, 2020 is actually quite a dramatic year and I think I've become addicted to the rush of the high right. stakes mm. of 2020. Yeah. And when I read about this snapper fishing, like I don't want to go back to normal. I hope the COVID lasts forever <laughs> because <laughs> I just can't, there's no rush reading the news back in the day. Yeah, let's just keep doom scrolling. Let's That's just, what we do now. 
Look for the saddest things just to feel something. Okay, well, if you want something a little bit more sensational. Okay, I'm ready. Back of the bulletin, you know, sort of if it bleeds, it leads mm-hmm. style story for last year was that eight tourists almost sank. Oh, my gosh, people <laughs> yeah. almost died in yeah. large numbers. In a oh catamaran, like in a catamaran um, off Main Beach in the Gold Coast, mm. but were rescued. Oh, thank, oh thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah, where later that night they then overdosed in a Gold Coast nightclub, I presume. So there, there it was a bit of a controversy at the time because commentators uh, said that it would be bad for the tourist industry because there were some German tourists and some Austrian tourists on well, board. Well, they had no <laughs> idea what was about to hit them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, imagine a slight don't downturn in, in mm. German and Austrian tourists. That would really yeah. stuff well, up your hotel. C- can you think of anything worse for the tourist industry than that? In 2019, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember reading about previous pandemics and going, well, That'll never happen with modern medicine. Yeah, it was quite. They, they had helicopter footage of the boat on fire. It was quite a dramatic uh, scene on the news, like a James Bond esque. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a small catamaran, but okay. yeah, it, it still it had a bit of fire. Sorry, I just need the glamour. Mm. Otherwise, the, it's not interesting. But the police said that they didn't think it was suspicious. They didn't know, but they didn't think it was suspicious. But they wouldn't be investigating anyway because the boat sank and it'd be too hard to find out. So <laughs> is this a good attitude for police to adopt? I'm all for it. I, I think what I want the police in 2019 to do mm. is just spend every single waking moment stockpiling fucking toilet paper <laughs> so we'll be okay in 2020. I love it. I love it. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. The Chaser Report is brought to you by Dr Trump's coronavirus testing. If you don't get tested, then you can't get it. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Well, that's it for another show. Oh, wait a minute. Rebecca Dayanamuno has late-breaking news. How does this surprise you every week? I have a memory of a goldfish, Dom. The masked singer has been cancelled after all the contestants died from having to wear a mask over their faces. Thanks, Beck. That's the end of the show. Check us out at chaser.com.au. Remember to leave a five-star review for us on on Apple iTunes. Or tell the truth if you really like it. (laughs) Hi, Mum. And uh, and this week, if you put the word uh, banana in your review, you're a bloody legend. Don't people do that? Oh, yeah, it's a special of... code. Yeah, Charles will post you something that's not at all dated from 2019. Uh, when you're on Facebook, we've now got a Chaser Report Facebook group, so please join that for extra special content. Do we? Yeah, we do. We, Are you guys in the group chat without me? I'm going to I'm gonna oh, tell you about this afterwards. This happens with all my friends. We, I haven't heard of this, group. but there's nothing new there. <laughs> and um, what else? TikTok. We're back on TikTok. We've been unshadow banned. So check us out there. Um, Instagram. If In the unlikely event that you want more from us after getting to this point in the podcast, <laughs> yeah, sure. You know where to find it. Uh, thanks to our very special producer who's stuck in Melbourne, Mike Liberali. And um, uh, we're going to leave you with an ad for a very special new podcast that we've got from Chaser Studios. Uh, a lot of parents are in lockdown at the mm. moment. Um, and they've been saying that they're, they're looking for a podcast that lets them know which wine they should drink while they're looking after their kids. Such a great opportunity for tasting. 
Yeah, and so we've uh, come up with this podcast. At last, the ultimate podcast for wine lovers. Mm, I'll tell you what, I love the bouquet on this Riesling. Oh, so quaffable. It's perfect for a day. Homeschooling the kids. Bottoms up. Oh, yes, I can see that. The Parent's Guide to Wine. Now, this 2019 Cranfield Chardonnay goes perfectly with the tantrum of any toddler. Uh, It's got a long and enduring palate, which eventually gives way to a bitter aftertaste. Oh, I'm keen to try this one. I tell you what, the 100 bucks a bottle costs a fortune, just like the kids. Match your child to the right type of wine every time. I'll tell you what, if your teenager is going through a rebellious phase, you just cannot go past the 2016 Mockingbird Hill Slate Lane Shiraz. Oh, I'm gonna, I'll give it a go. Oh, it's got a pretty subtle palate though, Charles. Oh, I think that's mainly because the kids drank half of it and refilled the bottle with water. The Parent's Guide to Wine podcast. Out now. Oh, God, this tastes like Windex. Why would a parent ever drink this? No, no, Charles, it's a cask wine. That's for parents with grown-up kids who haven't left home. Ah. Then again, it does contain alcohol. More slurps than any other podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.